Hola, Jumbo Ekabo. Welcome to the Rich Immigrant Podcast. This podcast was created to be what the next immigrant needs to thrive and what we need as an immigrant community. In this podcast, we talk about attaining financial independence, living full lives in the new countries we call home, and we'll do all that while talking about topics that pertain to the immigrant community all over the world. We'll do that with grace, with truth, with love, and yes, with great background music. So please, dance into every podcast episode with me. I'm Diola Teru, and I'm your host. Welcome. Hello, and welcome to episode eight of the Rachel Morgan podcast. Um, and so in the past few episodes, we've talked about finances and and. I hope that you've learned some things from those episodes, but this time we're switching it up just a little bit uh, because remember the goal of this podcast is to help immigrants, first and second generation immigrants, attain financial independence, but also to live full and rich lives in the countries that we call home. And one of the things that we do in our new countries is that we work. Um, And so... Immigrants, skilled or unskilled, educated or not, immigrants like me show up with a desire to grow, to to gain knowledge, to work, to advance. Um, Whether we're in agriculture or we're in food service, whether we're in retail or in construction, in science, in technology, in business, in professional services, you know, we show up, period. And so this episode, I'm talking to the immigrants at work. And so it's titled, it's almost like a letter, but a, 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 a spoken uh, conversation that I would have with the immigrants at work. Dear immigrants at work, here are five things that I'll tell you to do in order to continue to show up for yourself at work. Dear immigrants at work, show up with your accent. The thing is, many immigrants are bilingual, some are polyglots. Um, Some of us have spoken English all our lives, and some of us, you know, speak English as a second language. Our accents tell stories of the places we've called home, of of the people that came before us, um, of just layers that they are to our person. They are not an indicator of our command of the English language. Because I have an accent doesn't mean that I'm not fluent in English, right? You know, and messing up a tense or a sentence structure or two is not an indicator of our abilities to perform the task at hand at work. And I think personally, while I grew up in Nigeria where English is the first language, many times, especially when I first moved abroad, I got the question, oh, how'd you learn to speak English so well? And it's like, um, just like you did, right? Um, but whether or not we learn to speak English as a first or second language, I know many of us bring accents to the workplace and sometimes, you know, we either shy from speaking up because we don't feel like we are understood or we'll be heard And so, dear immigrants, bring your accent to work. Everyone has an accent, by the way. And own yours, show up with it, make people listen. 
And so please do not let someone's opinion of your accent, you know, make you feel small or lesser than because truly your accent is a story of all that you have all that you have accomplished, all that you have learned, and your actual ability to learn more than one language is a skill in itself. But in 2018, I went to Chile for work. But also while I was in the UK, I worked with a lot of people that learned English, you know, as a second language and were learning as we worked together on my teams. And um, while I was in Chile in 2018, work was in Spanish and everything I had to review was in Spanish. I've, I've, I've never taken a Spanish class. And so I was there for two weeks and the, I will say, it gave me a whole new appreciation of what it could be like to try and learn and work in a language entirely different from yours. And so in those two weeks, I would, I would say my brain worked three or four times as hard as it would have if the language, if the work was done in my, in my, in, in my, in my um, language of choice, which is English language. And so I would try and read the stuff, translate it. Um, and then, you know, try to give a response and try to get some help with translating my response back to Spanish to deliver it to the people that I was, I was working with. Um, at the end of that week, I came away with so much more of an appreciation of the team members that I've worked with that, you know, that have come and have learned English, you know, as a second language. And, you know, I've never been one to, to penalize people for that, but I think that sometimes, Immigrants at work often get a bad rap if they mess up a tense or two. And so my message to you, if that is you, or if it's you that you speak with an, ac with an accent, in quote, which we all have, um, show up with your accent. Your accent in itself tells a story of the places you've been, the places you call home, and your ability to learn and flex and adapt. And so congratulations on that English, uh, on, that, on that language that you've spoken with one broken tense. Congratulations on doing that. I, 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 my Spanish, let's just say that it's still struggling, okay? So to my second point, dear immigrant at work, know that your work does not have a voice, but you do. Many times as first generation immigrants like I am, many of us were raised in cultures where, you know, our work alone was supposed to do the talking and any additional talking that we would do for ourselves would be considered bragging or arrogant or just not appropriate. And even sometimes as second generation immigrants, you may have been raised in a home where those same, you know, ideologies have been passed down to you because that's still the culture that your family holds um, and, 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 and lives. And so depending on where you are today, you may need to unlearn that mindset or at least flex away from that mindset while you're in the workplace. Ten years into my pers my career personally, I still need to remind myself that after doing a after doing great work, which I hope we all do, by the way, as a standard, you know, you do need to take steps to 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 get your work, your skills, your potential, and to get those things to be seen. Doing so might give you the next project with wider exposure or exposure to, to to people in higher ranks or exposure to people that will take you to the next level. You don't have to be the loudest mouth in the room um, to, to speak up about your work, but you do need to do that and you do need to take responsibility for that. You know, and I think it's easy to start small, you know, start small by making an appointment to, to talk to somebody about something that you're working on, right? You don't even need to say, oh my gosh, I'm the best at this, but just talk about what you've done and the results of what you've done or what you're even in process of doing. 
because many times we get siloed with the specific, you know, we work under one boss and only that person knows what you're doing. And that person may or may not be a vocal champion for you. And if they're not doing that, you're putting your entire career in someone else's hands. And so um, my ask is that we step out from, you know, putting our notes or our heads, you know, in spreadsheets, in the work, in our coding on whatever it is that we're doing. And we make sure to step up and look up and look around a little bit. And one, do we know the people around us? But second, do they know us and do they know the work that we're doing? That's very, very critical. So dear immigrants at work, do great work. But remember that your work doesn't have a voice alone. You do. And use your voice to advance your work. Third, dear immigrants at work, stand out. Here's the thing. There are many things about you that will already stand out at work. Whether you're a woman, whether you're a person of color, whether you're LGBTQ, whether it's your accent, things already stand out about you. I mean, sometimes it's your lunch and the smell of your lunch or the aroma of your lunch. Things will stand out about you anyway. And so it's easy to want to downplay your differences because you already are so aware or hyper aware of the things about you that stand out. And here's the thing. Don't do it. (laughs) You know, don't fit in. Don't try to fit in. Your unique perspectives, your life experiences have brought you to where you are today. Raise your head up and stand out and own it. Because guess what? Other people are doing the same thing anyway. And so you choosing to try and, 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 and fit into a mold that wasn't even meant for you to fit in. Again, you're selling yourself short. And so please, whether you're the only person from Ukraine in your country or you're the only you know, African or the only South American or the only Nigerian you know, or the only Nigerian woman, um, I hope that you, you, you find a way to, to tell your story and stand out because guess what? Many times we show up at work as fragments of ourselves. We decide what parts of work that we want to bring to work because we don't want to, you know, we don't want to, you know, shake things up too much or just bring certain sides of ourselves to work. And I think in doing so, um, people are missing out on all that we bring to the table, which is truly our full magic, right? And so please stand out. You already do own it. Fourth point, dear immigrants at work, have the courage to ask for what you want. As an immigrant or person of color, it can be intimidating to be that voice. Um, And and while this point goes, you know, along with the second point on being a voice for your work, it goes further beyond that. At work and in life, um, we need to have the courage to ask for what we want. And sometimes if we need to fake that courage, I think that's fine. Know that your boss is not a mind reader. Assume that people don't know what you want, so take the doubt out of it. Avoid the doubt and tell them exactly what you want. And so ask for that next project. Ask for that promotion. Ask for an additional day of vacation. Ask for that raise. Ask for that training that you... Remember that while people, I believe, people are inherently good, most are still looking out for themselves. We're selfish by nature. And so don't be afraid or be embarrassed to take responsibility for your own needs and desires because, again, nobody knows your needs and desires like you do. 
And don't think for a, a second that, oh, you know, I've worked so hard, you know, um, you know, it'll be offered to me. Don't drop hints and, and hope that people can um, can can figure out that you're giving them hints. Don't play games about this. Right. Be clear and say, you know, here's what I want. Here's why I want it. Clarify what it's worth to you. Here's why I think I should have it. So you should give it to me. Like, for example, you know, when you're talking about why they should give it to you, give them the top reasons why, you know, before you prep for the top reasons why they can't say no to you. Um, be clear, be specific, be concise, and be direct. And it sometimes helps to just write out these things before you have the conversation. And if you're going to have the conversation to ask for what you want, a couple of tips I'll give you is the, are, are, are these. Um, one, pick the right time. So don't just, you know, stop by your, your boss's office or stop them on their way to the bathroom or, or um, without um, setting up time to have the conversation. Because if you do that, if you don't set up the time, you know, there's a good chance you could be distracted or they could be disrupted by something else that came up. So make sure you put the time on the calendar for the conversation. The second point is make the ask of the right person. No use in asking for a promotion from a person that doesn't have the power to promote you. But also, you know, if you have a choice of people, pick the best person in the position to help you. Not only the person that has power, but if you have someone that also is a, as a champion of yours, go to that person. Um, know your audience, right? And, and tailor your message to your audience. The other thing is, you know, prepare in advance for objections. So if somebody, you know, anticipate the follow-up questions, anticipate the no's, and if you can, you know, have, have responses to them. Stand firm and check your emotions at the door. When I personally am going to have important conversations at work about my career or just anything that's going on, any emotions I have going on around the topic, I, 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 I take care of them before I go into the meeting because I want to go into the meeting based on facts and, and incidents that occurred. And, and that way, you know, no one can say, oh, he or she was being emotional. We couldn't have a conversation. Check emotions at the door, show up with your facts, and stand firm, right? And then practice, 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 because I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not one that's just born confident to have these conversations. It helps for me to kind of write out my points, write out my thought process, bring my receipts, right? Um, and, and, and practice until you're confident and the words kind of just roll off the t roll off your tongue, right? So it's not like, oh, um, I want to ask for, um, I believe that, no. Write your points down, practice at home, practice with your best friend, and then show up and just like, just chat, right? And then be persistent. You might get a no, it's a possibility. And if you do get a no, don't just stop at the no. Follow up with the question, understand why. Think about it as a no for now. Don't leave the conversation without finding out more about what it would take for you to get a yes the next time, right? And so overall, um, avoiding conversations over time has a good chance of just leaving you a less engaged employee, less productive at work, and maybe sometimes even resentful. And, and we don't want that. And so addressing things head on is just great practice of just adulting at life, right? And, and verbalizing your need is, is, is an easy way. It's also it's a, it's a muscle that you build and that gets better with time. And so dear immigrant, um, the point of all of this that I've said is use your voice and have the courage to ask for what you want. And even when you don't feel courageous, 
practice asking for what you want because you won't always feel courageous, but please take the step. You owe yourself it. You owe yourself that much. I had a total of five points, so we're down to the very last point. Dear immigrants at work, know when to leave. And this is a tough one. Um, but I don't want to just, I, I don't want to, I don't want to avoid the fact that sometimes um, that's the right answer. And so many times we are so grateful to have a seat at any table, to have a seat at whatever company that we're working and to be great. And, and, and it's great to be grateful based on, you know, what we've come from, what we've built, where our families have come from. And that is wonderful. However, we shouldn't be so grateful that we don't realize when we are no longer being served at that table or where we are no longer growing. So for example, you go to a restaurant and you, you know, you pay for a buffet and at some point the service stop bringing out the food, but you've paid for the whole buffet, right? You've done your part. You should, you know, work should be a give and a take. But then they stop serving you, yet you sit there and you get angry, yet you sit there. You don't talk to anyone. You don't leave the restaurant. Same thing happens at work. The truth is, sometimes it's time for a new chapter. Sometimes it's time to move on to another organization. Sometimes it's time to maybe move to another department. You might still be within the same company, but at a different department. And I think many times we are so scared of the unknown that even when we know when to leave, we don't take the step to leave. And so, yes, leaving is never an easy decision to make, and it's not one to be taken lightly, but it's one to be taken purposefully and with courage, um, because in doing so, you're showing up for yourself. Take the time to make a decision, but do not stay in a place where you're barely showing up and you're just checking the box. So, dear immigrants, know when to leave. And so those are the five main things I wanted to share on this episode of the podcast. Um, I wanted to balance out the conversation about money with other, also other things that impact the way that we live and the quality of our life. And since we spend so much time at work, having conversations about how we show up at work continues to be important. And so I've shared five things today, you know, and I'll summarize them one more time um, for anyone that's listening. First, dear immigrant at work, show up with your accent. Dear immigrant at work, your work doesn't have a voice, but you do. Use it. Dear immigrant at work, stand out. Dear immigrant at work, have the courage to ask for what you want. And last but not least, dear immigrant, know when to leave. I hope you found this episode helpful. Thank you so much for listening and I hope that you show up for yourself this week and always at work. If you got questions, you can always reach out to me on Instagram. I respond to all my DMs. Take care and see you on the next episode. Hey there, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Rich Immigrant Podcast. Before you go, I'd like you to know that there will always be room for you at this table. And as I wrap this up, I'd like to ask for your help with a few things to help support and amplify the message of the podcast. First, please subscribe. Click the subscribe button and that way you're notified of new episodes. 
Second, if you enjoyed this episode, please write and review the podcast. That way you're signaling to Apple that the content here is, you know what? Popping! And you amplify our message to other potential listeners. And last but not least, please follow us at Instagram at The Rich Immigrant. And as we go out into the world, I hope that you're encouraged to show up and live fully in whatever country you've chosen to call home. Ciao, bye, odavo. See you next time.